Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with... I'm sorry, are you playing with your watch? Sorry, you to take, take the drogue. No, you got a nice watch for Christmas. I didn't get anything. I For Mary Todd. <laughs> yeah, it's just a stopwatch. I can time things now. She gave it to me kind of, I think, in tongue-in-cheek because she's like, okay, Abe. So I you can time yourself during sex. <laughs> she's, well, because she said, I, you know, she was calling me two-pump Chuck, and I was like, easy there. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. Uh, this is a political podcast uh, with... I'm one of... We have not done this in a while together. Yeah, so the watch proved to her that I last much longer than two seconds. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to 15 Minutes with Lincoln. I am one of your two hosts, Timothy Robert Dunn, a common man in Chicago. And I am one of the other two hosts, Abraham Lincoln, 16th president of the United States, but now also a common man here in Chicago. This is a political podcast uh, between me, a millennial, and Abe, uh, the return spirit of a, a great president. Thank you, Timothy. It means a lot for you to say that. Although I did see a meme this week that really put a lot of my accomplishments into question. Hit me with that meme. What happened? Uh, it was just like a lot of things misspelled, but talked about how I illegally invaded the South, which is just clearly not what happened. Who is out there making that meme? A lot of people who like their guns, which, you know, I never, I never temp, you know, tampered with uh, yeah. anyone's rights. It's obviously not true that I illegally invaded. I mean, first of all, the Union troops were already in the South because the South was part of the Union. Hey, while you're saying this, I'm going to be checking my phone, but don't take that as an offense. Okay, I'm used to you kind of checking out while I'm speaking about these things from the mid-19th century. Moreover, I waited, strategically so, for the South to initiate any sort of conflict, and that's what happened when they fired upon Fort Sumter and took the fort, and then only did I raise an army in order to quell a uh, rebellion in times in which the public good demanded it. So you're back from your sex odyssey. I am. How was it, man? It was good. It was a lot like the actual odyssey, <laughs> and that it felt like it lasted yeah, for years. Right. And you're probably not going to see it happen. There was a cyclops. And, right. Yeah. You won't see it happen in the present tense for the most part. You'll just have someone recount it back to you. Did, did you ever, uh, I mean, you probably uh, read the, uh, the Odyssey more than I did, but do you ever find it weird that, like, this uh, noble protagonist cheats on his wife at least once or twice during his journey, right? That's true. That's true. Can I tell you something that... Sure. This is a hot bit. I haven't workshopped this for okay. the, the mics yet. <laughs> and right. so uh, I want to apologize in advance to all the cancel culture warriors out oh, there. Boy. But uh, I, the part of the Odyssey that I always thought was funny was this part where he's on a ship, and I think it's at the end after the feast, and he's going back to his to his home. When Oh, okay. And some of the young guys make fun of him and say, like, oh, young guy, like, or hey, old guy, you know, you're no good at... Uh, you're you're kind of old now, huh? And he stands up and he delivers this speech like, everybody has been blessed by the gods with different gifts. You were really good at talking smack. And you were really young and strong. I don't have those gifts. I am just, you know, this guy who, you know, is going to do his best. And it's funny to me because he just finished, like, talking smack for, like, 50 pages against everything. And then he was also, like, one of the greatest warriors of all time. It's like, come on, you had those gifts too, man. (laughs) I'm glad that bit works. I'll use that again. Right. Anyway. Um, well, I'm glad to, I'm glad to have you back. We, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, we picked uh, a couple of pretty eventful weeks to be gone. Uh, let's just do a quick a quick recap of what happened. Yes. Uh, uh, Speaker Pelosi held on to the articles of impeachment, hoping that uh, Republicans would allow for witnesses. Instead, uh, Senate Leader McConnell decided to go with. Um, go with. You looked like you were going to say something. No, I wasn't going to say okay. something. Uh, 
uh, decided to go with uh, the precedent of uh, Bill Clinton's trial, which is like, we'll hear the opening arguments first and then decide if we'll have witnesses. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, Iran, we, we uh, killed uh, a man who essentially had the title of like uh, defense secretary and CIA director and a guy who was leading all of these sort of black ops campaigns against uh, Saudi Arabia and U.S. and Israel uh, in the Middle East, and we uh, we straight up droned him, and he's yeah. dead. Uh, and then we got into about a week of back and forth between, well, if, you know, Democrats saying, hey, this is really um, probably going to make things worse in the Middle East, and then Republicans saying, why do you love terrorists so much? And now we're just in this really weird place where we don't know what Iran's going to do, and we don't know if they're going to come back to the negotiating table. And They also fired upon some barracks, correct? But they gave yes. us notice of this so that we could empty them in advance? Yeah, they gave the Iraqi government notice, at least a few minutes notice, and we also saw them coming with our, our radar, um, and there were no casualties, thankfully. Um, yeah. And then we just had a debate last night for the 2020 election in which Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are now mad at each other. And that has been really bad for Twitter. Oh, boy. It's a lot like marriage story for Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> like Bernie was like, I wanted, to, oh, I wanted to fuck so much in my 20s, but I was married to you. Yeah. And Elizabeth Warren was like... But you did cheat on me, and I don't. I haven't seen it. Have you seen Marriage Story? I have. Yes. Is it good? Yeah. You know, it's great. It's like if you ever wanted to see Kylo Ren fight with Black Widow, <laughs> but they can't use their powers, they have to rely upon the ultimate superheroes, uh-huh. the advocates of the United States justice system. Oh, there's more legal stuff than I thought there would be. No, it just kind of shows the whole divorce process these days. Gotcha. And I will say this honestly, most of the time I don't care for. Movies about movies or plays about plays or actors acting as actors, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this time I actually felt like it really was necessary because I think so many of the divorces we hear about are of people we follow on in the media. Who have wealth and things to divide up. Right, or, yeah. or that uh, have profiles and have to worry about these sorts of things. So that to actually put a human element to a, to a divorce like this I think was actually pretty interesting. Sure. Abe, I'm going to check my uh, levels real quick. Check! Check! Okay, we're good. What were you worried about? I just can't... I can hear you so much more in my headphones. Oh, do you have your... You have your um... I have my headphone level up. It's just... And now I can hear me better. It's just I can hear you so loud. Oh. I don't know if that's what that is, but... Maybe I'm just loud. I'm used to having to orate in front of crowds yeah. and crowds. Right. Um... Abe, what, uh, did you watch the debate last night? I did not. Oh, you didn't watch the debate? No, I did not. Well, you're part of the problem. Abe, I'm, let me level with you where I'm at. I'm, I will vote for anyone. I will vote for anyone on that stage. I don't, I don't care that much, and I think that is sad. Do you think that's a product of your um, uh, privilege? Uh, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Something I hadn't considered either is that I was saying, well, anyone would be better than who we have, so I'll just vote for whoever comes out of it and let you all sort it out. But I guess if people really feel strong that they have skin in the game, that they need to make sure that the right candidate that will advocate the right way for their issues. And also, you know, I think most of us are concerned with who is going to get enough turnout to yeah, turn back. Yeah, sure. 
Like, is it better to really pump up the bass with someone like a Bernie, maybe an Elizabeth Warren, or is it better to not offend white, older men in Wisconsin, Florida, um, Michigan, and Pennsylvania? I will say people talk about the Electoral College and they say, this isn't what the Founding Fathers intended. It's exactly what oh, the yeah. Founding Fathers oh, 100%. intended. And it's something that was very apparent in my time, as you know. I mean, I didn't carry any of the southern states, and right. that led to the Civil War. But I was still elected mm-hmm. because of the Electoral College. Granted, I did have a majority of the popular vote, though, but a lot of candidates were splitting the vote. So I understand yeah. the circumstances. Um, hey, one thing I wanted to talk to you oh, about. Oh, so I was just going to say, is that yep. the pre- so we talk about the president, we're like, he's enormously unpopular. Yeah. It's like, well, he is. There's only 35% of the, the country that likes him, but they all like him in the, the parts right that matter. Wisconsin and Florida yeah. and these states that have the most sway. Yeah. I'm just thinking back to times when, like, Republicans were really worried about reaching out to people of color and, like, people in cities they just don't. They don't care. Yeah, we laughed because there were times when we first started this podcast, it looked like Texas might become a swing state. <laughs> Georgia? Yeah. yeah. It didn't matter. No. It's funny that Ted Cruz was right, that his basic <laughs> idea that the Republicans kept losing because they weren't nominating somebody conservative enough proved to be true. Yeah. Why are you and I so depressed about this? I don't know. I just think perhaps it was just... There's just some hunch I have that he's going to get reelected no matter what because none of these candidates seem to be really... Everyone seems to be trying to apply lessons from the last election to the next one rather than just trying to win the next election. And maybe it's also part of the fact that like it doesn't seem like things have actually changed enough. People have become complacent, like the Daybreakers film with Ethan Hawke that right. we talked about. And speaking of, um, at the same time, that complacency... It's not just people being comfortable. I think they're comfortable with a certain amount of uncomfortable that, uh, you know, that they're kind of happy being unhappy. I mean, Dracula was here, and he called us not woke enough. So, I mean, that's just kind of in the climate. They, so there's something that they actually like about hating this president all the time. Because then, and I, I probably had this at times in my life, too. You can put all of your shitty problems in your life onto the president in some way, even though that is not the case and you're in charge of your own life. Yeah, maybe you like canceling culture. I think we were talking about two different things there. No, I, I, I think so. I think, though, I think that, that as long as you have stuff to cancel, then you don't have to deal with these other kind of these other issues. Oh, right. Like, as long as you can go on Twitter and yell about something. Right. Yeah. And as long as people can at least perceive that you're just yelling for the sake of yelling, then they don't have to take it seriously. When, in fact, there are some very serious economic and social structures that need to be reconsidered. I mean, this whole economy that you have, I mean, how many times have you tried to explain health insurance to me and why it matters? And and, and, uh, 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 I've learned firsthand how easy it is to get credit these days (laughs) and how hard it is to get out of it. I think we both had storylines. Yeah, we have. Um, I think we also, you and I have never even touched on uh, the fact that the majority of our economy is based on, like, consumer spending. That's, like, 60 or 70% of it. Oh, sure, yes. But you probably know that at this point. You've been around long enough. Well, I've gotten the gist. I haven't really seen a whole lot of people making and selling wares. No. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, there are a lot of things that people are actually trying to cancel that would be worth canceling and reconsidering, yet people... Other people can just chalk it up to, oh, you just are happy being unhappy. Sure. 
Hey, how should you and I navigate? Here's a here's a good spin on this, okay? Okay, then this I have a question good. for you. Okay. After this. Ooh, great. This is going to be a rough year, just in general. Oh yes. How should you and I navigate this as co-hosts of this very special podcast, in which we have you from uh, your time, me from my time? Should we uh, take breaks? Should we watch movies again? Should we do things for mental health to keep us sane? Should, what should we do for our audience? Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it depends on what the audience w- wants, so feel free to let <laughs> us know. I think that we have... We did to- get a Facebook post today. We did? Yes. Why don't you keep, keep talking? I'll bring it up. I think that... It's tough, because that's actually what my question for you was going to be, was that is it bad that we don't have a, a take on the Bernie versus, like, Warren issue that seems to be dividing 5% of the country pretty harshly? Because that 5% is going to end up mattering, because they might split off and become Jill Steiners again. And, sure. And I don't know. I think last time we all just kind of were so afraid of this reality that we're currently living in that... And, but yeah, we didn't take it seriously that something was going to happen. So I don't, I don't know what kind of personal advocacy we need to have. Um, I think it's entirely possible that Bernie said something to the effect of, I think it's going to be difficult for a woman to get elected after Hillary Clinton lost or against Donald Trump. That wasn't him saying a woman can't become president. Uh, and so it could have been misinterpreted that way. I really don't know. I wasn't in the room. The way he carries himself, I don't think Bernie's a sexist. I also don't think Elizabeth Warren is, like, a shitty person who would just lie about these things. I understand. Yeah. I think there's also something... You could say what you just said and not be sexist. You could say a woman's going to have a harder time getting elected president. Sure. That's not necessarily you being sexist and saying it's a good thing. You could just be acknowledging the reality that many people are going to have trouble voting for a woman... Because they're sexist. Yes. Yeah. Boy, the women's suffrage movement was not even a thing when I was around. Is that right? Surely there must have been rumblings. Barely. And if I was paying attention to it, I, I couldn't tell you. Buddy, I don't know if I just haven't been on Facebook in a while. I cannot bring up this post. That's okay. What was your question? Uh, was it a message or was it a post? It was like somebody saying that students of history uh, are destined to something or other. Oh, so it was. It wasn't a. Uh, it was like a, a post on one of our, um, one of our posts, I believe. Oh, or maybe a post on our wall. This is good podcasting right now. Yeah, this is engagement on engagement. <laughs> what were you going to ask me? No, I was going to ask you: Is it bad that we don't have a? Oh, take? that yeah, that's we right. haven't taken a side. Is it bad that we can just afford to sit this out until the the general? Because I think part of it too is that. I don't know. I was obviously new to everything that happened. Yeah. I also feel disenfranchised in, in terms of my involvement in it because, I mean, you're, you're the return of, uh, you're a return spirit. You can't vote. I am a voter in Illinois. I feel like I have barely any bearing on the Electoral College or the outcome of the election. Fair. Yeah. Understood. Yeah. I was going to say I was... Obviously taken aback in 2016, how much people cared and followed the election, in, in, in a, but yet in a very superficial way, mm-hmm. where it was treated like entertainment, and, and, and uh, I mean, it's always kind of been written about and talked about as such, but maybe it would do us good to 
care less. Yeah, probably. I just think that the only thing we haven't tried yet with the fire of, um, you know, with the, the, the trash fire that is Donald Trump is to just, you know, deprive it of oxygen and things to burn. I don't think that's ever going to work again in human history, my man. To ignore something? Yeah. Yeah, other people will probably say we have ignored it too. I mean, I said earlier this is like daybreakers. We're just living our lives and ignoring it. I can't figure out what to do. That's the gist of it. You know what we should do? We should go to a dispensary. I think that'd be a good episode for you and me. A dispensary? Yeah. We go to one of these new Chicago dispensaries, we buy some weed, and then we maybe just use the weed. I think listeners are going to think that we already went to a dispensary when they hear this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. We're just bummed. We're just kind of bummed about all... At least I am. Abe, I don't want to put that on you. No, I am bummed. I think... It's, it's, well, do you remember in, in 2008, was it like this? Was it a, a touch and go between Obama and Hillary and people were like, or, or did it just always seem like it was going to be Obama's time? Um, I definitely remember it was touching. I feel like we were more confident about Hillary winning than we are about whoever winning right now. And I don't want, that's not me saying Trump has done a good job and he's going to get new people to uh, vote for him. That's me saying, I think he's been very lucky uh, during his presidency. He hasn't had any real major crises during his time. And because of that, the economy has coasted along, which is great. People, uh, you know, not, you know, uh, so many people aren't in the stock market, so it may not actually matter to them. But just maybe not enough, like you said, has gone wrong to the point where we can tip the scales after four years. Having said that, I mean, I did also preside over a civil war and got reelected. So sometimes having good things happen is bad, and bad things happening is good for your chances. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. All I know is that I would like, regardless of, of whether he has been as bad as we thought he was going to be or as bad as was advertised, He's just such an unpleasant person that it's just so... Yeah, and he permeates everything at all times in American society right now. Yes. It's uh, the, yeah. the worst. Like, you can't, you can't see a Richard Jewell in the, in the movie theater without having a conversation about the president somehow. Richard Jewell, another oh, great Richard film. Richard Jewell. Robbed by the economy. <laughs> I mean, by the academy. But also the economy. Not enough people went to see it. Bombshell? And, and I wrote this joke this past week, and I've just been workshopping it. Bombshell bombed, Abe. It did not do very well. That's a good joke. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's called Bombshell because it bombed. In the... That's good. Thank you. Thanks. Feel free to tweet that out on the... I think I will. Actually, I'll tweet that out right now. Bombshell. Bombed. Okay. The worst part is he mimed it. He wouldn't <laughs> even do it. Um... We're going to figure this out along with you, our audience, how to, how to do 2020. Um, but hey, relax. Everybody, everybody just like have a, have a night where you don't think about politics, maybe. Don't, I'd like, I understand we had some more impeachment news today. What's going to happen is um, he's going to get off and Susan Collins is going to make an impassioned speech about why he, she's not going to vote for it. And then everything is going to go back to normal, even though we all know he fucking did it. So I like... That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Maybe Mitt Romney will vote for it. I don't really know. Maybe, yeah, maybe one person will. Or actually, one person will probably say, I was going to, but there's this technicality 
that I think the case was handled incorrectly. So I was I can't so vote for appalled it. by the way the House did it. Blah blah blah. That I couldn't vote for it. What's uh, West Virginia senator's name? Dipshit Democrat. He's going to vote against it. Doug Jones is probably going to vote against it because he's trying to get reelected in. Alabama. I still think this is an okay country to live in. <laughs> it's, like, fine. Yeah. I just wish we people were interested in talking about the things that we could really, the real issues. Like, perhaps making a president who is much less powerful than he currently is, giving them less responsibilities. Yeah. And, and you know, and uh, undoing these its ability, the office's ability to have these executive orders. Sure. And moreover, I think it's, you know, I know it's rich coming from me, someone who threw journalists in jail and blah, 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 blah. I didn't invade the South, but I get it. But, you know, that was a time in which, you know, the public safety required it. And people make that argument now because of this never-ending war on terror and the situation that continues to get worse. And uh, no one seems to care about that because uh, they don't have to. Yeah. I'd like yeah. to undo those things. Have you, have you smoked weed since you've been back? I, I actually don't remember this. I have not. Okay. We should do that. You and I go to a dispensary. Maybe we'll do some edibles, you know. We'll do some edibles. Uh, I think that's probably going to do. Anything else you want to cover, Abe? I'm sorry to have such a downer episode audience, but it's just been a, it's just been a lot. We're just working it we're, out. We're working through this year. Impeachment, Iran, and the... Democratic primary. I'm going to check the tweets on the... Okay, I got one. I got one on Bombshell Bombed. Timothy, you didn't actually tweet, and you didn't actually check. You're, you're miming the phone. I got one. This is a friend from college. He liked it. So. Okay, this is good. This is yeah. At least you're visualizing your success. Um, folks, if you have any questions about us or a roadmap that we can follow for 2020... Uh, email us at 15 minutes with Lincoln at gmail.com or as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, and send us an email. Just send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. You know what we should have guests when we have guests on? We yeah. should we should get them to try to tell us what we need to be doing. Oh, great call. Yeah. There it is. That's a great call. That's our goal for 2020. Our guests. Yeah. And when I say that what we should be doing, I'm not saying what we should be doing to make this a very popular podcast. I think that ship has sailed. We've kind of come to terms with what this podcast is. Yeah. We like it. We do like it. Yeah. But um, in terms of uh, how, how we should handle 2020. Right. What yeah. we should be doing, how we should be thinking about it. Yeah. What we should be saying. Yeah. Hey, Abe, you're a good guy. Thanks. You too, Timothy. All right. We'll see you next time on 15 Minutes with Lincoln. <laughs>